Life is good. Life is bad. Life is incredible. Life is terrible. Life is extremely long, yet awfully short. Life is easy. Life is hard. Life is extremely complicated and complex, yet so simple. Life is a journey. Life is full of love and filled with joy, but it's also full of hurt and pain. But ultimately, when it's all said and done, life, it's yours. Life is a masterpiece waiting to be created and filled with all the aforementioned ingredients. See, each day you wake up, you're given a brand new blank canvas to create the greatest masterpiece possible. And you have to do that with whatever ingredients you're given. Yours won't look like anyone else's, nor should it, but ultimately it's yours. No one would even bother creating or enjoying art if every creation was simply the same. So now the brush is in your hands and this day is filled with endless opportunities. What incredible masterpiece will you create with today's ingredients? It's time to live and love life. Why you ask? Because you can. You don't need any other reason, simply because you can. What up, what up, what up, everybody? Welcome back to the Vitalized Podcast. You're here with your friendly neighborhood host, Mr. Marcus Black. And I'm so excited to be with you guys for another incredible week of the Vitalized Podcast. I'm just going to take a moment and just breathe that in. Another week, we're eight weeks strong. We're not looking back. We're not slowing down. We're building the lives that we love to live. For those of you listening, I hope you're doing incredibly right now. And the sad reality is some of you probably aren't doing so incredible. So you right now, I want you to take a moment, whatever you're doing, no matter how stressful it may be, how difficult it may be. And I want you to just breathe. I want you to take a moment, breathe in slowly, hold your breath for as long as you can. And then exhale very slowly and just repeat that a couple of times because that does something it just kind of calms your nerves it physically manipulates your body into a peaceful state and that's what i want for you no matter what you're going through i want you to know that it's gonna be okay no matter what you've been through i want you to know that it will be all right right on right on man i just want to man i gotta I can't even get my words out. I'm so excited for the story that I got to tell you guys this week. You will not believe the story that I have to share. Or maybe you will, because that's just the world we live in. But before we get there, man, I just wanted to take a moment again and just welcome everyone here uh, for if you haven't been listening for a while. man, this is a podcast all about positivity all about self-love, self-worth, discovering who we truly are, discovering what we want most in this life, maximizing every moment of our life, and then just keeping it real, keeping it honest, just honest reflections of uh, my life, things that I go through, stories, and and hopefully there are things that are relevant to you all that you can take and apply to your daily lives to become better. And if nothing else, you can just listen and be encouraged. You can just listen and be entertained or, you know, sometimes I get silly. I get goofy right on, but (laughs) I'm so happy that you're here. 
and that's who we are. That's what we're about. I just want to let you know you're a part of the Vital Tribe. No looking back. You're not a guest anymore. <laughs> um, happy holiday to you guys. It's a special holiday edition of the Vitalized Podcast. So on this wonderful Labor Day, as you guys are eating your little hearts out or running your little hearts out, whatever, whatever it is that you do on Labor Day, I just want to let you know that, man, I hope it's incredible, whatever it is you're doing. So this week, oh man, it's been an eventful few weeks of life for me. Um, my wife started a brand new job. Oh, that's been incredibly for her. She loves it. My son, my firstborn baby boy, four years old, Mr. Marcus Dwayne Black II began school like for the first time ever. And that's another milestone checked off. So it's just all this like excited emotion. I started back my job in a brand new environment, in a brand new school. Um, and so it's just been a lot of excitement, a lot of nerves, a lot of anxiousness. Just, But it's been amazing that all of us are just having such an incredible go at it. And so for me specifically, I think I mentioned this before, but if you're new, this is your first time. My title, I'm basically, my function is to be an urban missionary, and I am a campus coordinator for the organization Youth for Christ. Many of you guys may have heard of it. It's been around. It's nationwide. It's actually international, so it's all over, and in working youth and the future of tomorrow and pouring into them and investing into them and teaching them mentorship and life skills and discipleship and how to connect with their peers, and man, it's just an incredible program. Well... I specifically have been hired to work with a school on the north side of Oklahoma City by the name of John Marshall High School, and we'll be working with the middle school as well, hopefully. I'll get to that in a minute. <laughs> so as all of this is happening, I'm all excited, and I feel like I'm going back to school. So before school, I get all my things together, and I get up to the school beforehand and start meeting some of the administration and the staff in the high school and meeting with the principals and Man, that was an incredible experience. Everything went well. I've been able to be in the school, high-fiving kids, connecting with kids, already been able to provide some coaching, some wisdom, some leadership. My program hasn't even kicked off yet, but I've just been in there consistently, you know, three, four, some weeks, even five days every week, you know, just in there. So that's been wonderful. Now, uh, I'm trying to think how much of this to share because there's a lot. I will try to spare you some of the gruesome details, but... If you're from Oklahoma City, you've probably heard of this story or seen it on the news or social media. If you're not, if you're listening from anywhere else in the country, my home, if you're listening from Memphis, Mississippi, if you're listening from Dallas, all of my Texas family, my Cali family, my Australia family. That was not my Australian accent, by the way. Just throwing that out there because they will give me real grief for that. I promise that wasn't it. I just said it funny. But no matter where you're listening, <laughs> Uh, we've had a tough go here in Oklahoma City with our public schools. There's a new initiative that just kind of rolled out. It's called a path to greatness. But that involves shutting down a lot of schools, closing schools completely and combining a lot of other schools, realigning districts. And here's what that means at John Marshall Middle. It it would have been what would have been maybe two or three schools is actually one now kids from different neighborhoods and it's presented a unique set of circumstances uh with just kind of some overcrowding and i mean i don't want to get into too many details of the problem but it's just been bad there's been fights 
every day. It has been students not being picked up until hours into the day. It's been uh, a tough situation that got tougher this past week on Monday afternoon of this past week, it actually made news. A story broke in John Marshall Middle. Bear in mind, I've been in John Marshall High School almost every day since school started. Like, you know, barring a couple of days here and there, meetings and different things I have to do for my job. I've been in the school. And, but the middle school this past Monday had, like, what appeared to be a brawl. There's video that surfaced and it made the news. And what you see is students running through the halls, trampling over a security guard, stomping on students, fighting students, jumping on students. And a teacher just trying to protect the child jumps in, trying to do her duty. And they just start stomping on her as well, kicking, stomping, punching, fighting, scratching. And you hear her screaming to stop and the news is just painting this picture. And it's I mean, I'm not going to lie. It was a heartbreaking uh, image It's heartbreaking imagery to see some of the things that are going on and um the teacher actually wound up getting some cracked ribs and sustained a concussion and uh they said this was a normal day the police had i think of the number i heard was somewhere i'll just say this to be safe somewhere between 10 and 15 arrests in the first week and a half two weeks of school arrest we talking middle school kids in handcuffs arrested pepper sprayed and it got to the point where a teacher just cried out for help on social media and his post somewhat went viral and he said, I don't know what to do, but I'm afraid to show up at my job. Other teachers are afraid to show up at our jobs. Parents are afraid to bring their kids to school because they don't feel like it's safe. They don't feel like it's a good environment, a good situation. The teachers and principals and administration are doing the very best that they can, but they don't they can't see which way is up right now because it's so much darkness so much fighting so much bitterness parents angry children angry fights breaking out every other day big massive fights children everywhere and so i see this story several people who know i'm connected to john marshall send me the story they send me the story from the teacher they send me the video of the fight and my heart is just broken and this all happened monday right well, also on Monday night, we had a terrible storm that knocked out all type of power and damaged people's homes. And I mean, it was a horrible storm, like 100 mile an hour winds. But that knocked out power all over the city. Actually, I think the number was like over 100,000 people without power. But a lot of many of the schools didn't have power. So Oklahoma City Public Schools were closed on Tuesday. So I decide, you know what, I'm going to get up and do something about it like i don't know what i can do but i can do something so i start thinking like man you know what i'm a man of faith and i know if nothing else can change things prayer can change things in a moment i believe that with my whole heart so i get up i go out to the school and i just start walking just start pacing back and forth around the school this is a great time to do this because no one's in school again there's no power schools are closed and then I just start praying over the school. I start praying over the teachers. I start praying over the administration, the staff, the principals. Then I start praying over the students. Then I start praying over the families. Then I start praying over every single person connected to that school and that community. And I'm just praying and I'm praying and I'm praying. And man, I just felt I felt it so deeply that as I've kind of come into my conclusion, I decided to make a live video. And in this live video, 
I'm I'm just saying, like, man, anybody connected to this school, many of you may have even seen this video. Like, if you're connected to this school, I want you to know that this is not a hopeless situation. Like, it's easy for us to sit back and point fingers because I read the comments on that news anchors post that went viral and there were all types of comments from calling the kids animals, talking about treating the kids like animals and calling the kids other names, even like just terrible horrible things that you shouldn't say about any human being talking about the families talking about the teachers talking about the principals talking about the school board everybody's just pointing fingers and placing blame and so i just felt convicted to say hey it's easy for us to sit back and point fingers behind our twitter fingers but who is willing to jump into the trenches let this community know that they're loved they're supported they're not alone and come alongside me i'm in the high school every week and i'm in the process i'm about to go into this school and figure out who i can talk to how i can talk to so we can launch the program in the middle school that was the plan for me before any of this stuff hit national news it was always the plan to get into the middle school get established at the high school and then go into the middle school but the middle school just called for a little bit more urgency with these stories so after i finished praying i opened it up i posted a link to the oklahoma city public schools uh, resources page where they could sign up to be volunteers and say reach out to me if you want to be a part of the solution i said you can call these kids animals all you want and their behavior might be terrible but you don't know what they're going through you don't know many of these kids may not even have family like you're talking about it's the parents yeah maybe you're right they don't have parents like physically like parents may have died parents may be in jail abandonment you just don't know and you're so quick to say things without knowing and and we do that we point fingers we place blame we look for everything negative we can rather than saying what can i do to be a part of the solution so that's the question i pose i put it out there to the world and thankfully, many people reached out to me. Many people were like, oh, that's incredible. I love what you're saying. Please, how can I help? How can I partner? How can I help? I heard so much of that. People sharing the video, sharing the message. But then, and this is the part of the story I'm at now is getting into the gist of what I really wanted to talk to you guys about. And my video uh, was seen by the news anchor from a particular news station here in Oklahoma City. And... Uh, the anchor reached out to me, said, I'm sending you a message from a personal account. I love to chat. Uh, and so check the message. And she's like, hey, would you like to be interviewed? And at first, my first reaction is, what am I going to be interviewed over? She said, I just think parents and people in the community would love to hear that from you. And she said, you're just so filled with so much passion. And I'm like, well, I am filled with passion. And if my heart is nothing else. My heart is to make sure that people feel love, that people feel light, that people feel hope more than anything. I'm a hope dealer like that is who I am. So I was like, you know what? I can do that. I, yeah, I would be happy to do that because if I want to let this community know they're not alone. I want this community to know that there is support. I want the teachers who are afraid to show up to work to know that people care. Help is on the way. So. She said, okay, are you there now? I said, I'm not, but I can be there in 20. She said, see you in 20. I got a crew on the way. So I, we meet up, get there, go through the interview. And it was amazing. We talked beforehand and she was like, okay, what do you want to communicate? Like, what's your heart? I'll just share what I just shared with y'all. Man, I want to encourage these people. I was like, it's kind of looking like a hopeless situation right now. Look, everything looks hopeless. Like there's no hope. There's nowhere to turn. 
and it just feels like a dark cloud looming over this school. But I want to let families know if if this if there's a parent who's afraid to drop their child off at school, if there's a teacher who's waking up in the morning with so much anxiety and stress about showing up to the classroom, I want to let them know that it's going to be okay. And I'm not a solution, but together we can. Individually, none of us can come in. There is no quick, easy fix to the situation, but together, all of us partnering together, together we can be the change that we want to see. And that's where I was at. And that's what I wanted to say. And she said, wow, okay, camera's rolling. So she starts asking me questions. Okay, what's your name? Who do you work with? What do you do? Cool. What brought you out here this morning? So I'm talking about me prayer walking. Oh, that's awesome. Okay. And just all these questions like, what do you think things can ever change? And I'm like, I know they can change. And so then I go on the rant about how things can change. And what I just said, together we can. It's going to take all of us working together. And then she said, uh, <laughs> why do you think this is this issue? Has, these issues have occurred in the school. And I said, I don't know. I said, if I had to guess, I said like two very brief sentences. <laughs> I said something like, uh, I think anytime there's a lot of newness, it's a brand new environment. It's a new school. You're taking kids who wanted the only forms of stability they knew or they had was their school. You take them away from that and you put them in a brand new environment and they're just lashing out. They don't know how to act. And on top of that, I said they haven't been in a new environment long enough for the teachers to earn the, the trust of the kids, you know, because they don't trust easily. <laughs> I say that, right? <laughs> Note that. Watch this. Then she goes on to say, if you could say one thing to the parents and the people in the community, what would you say? And then I just close it by saying, I want you to know you're not alone. I want you to know that the public have heard, that people have heard, your community has heard. We're locking arms. We're gathering together. We're getting together. We're organizing and we're coming into this school with the love and light of Christ and with positivity, with everything, locking arms to come in and make a difference. Help is on the way. She said, oh, thank you so much, sir, for your time and this, that, and the other. And Man, I was really, really excited. She said, I'll text you the link. I'll paste the link to the thing. So fast forward. My wife and I are watching TV, and we're just kind of waiting on the news. We're excited. And I was like, should I post for everybody to watch my news television debut? And she was like, yeah, yeah, you can. But I don't know. I just start feeling like maybe I shouldn't. So I didn't. I told a couple of people that I would be on the news and no more. Because I had this feeling in my gut that something wasn't quite right. So <laughs> we're in the middle of a TV show. I set a timer. Timer goes off. And pause the TV. My wife's like, everything okay? I said, yeah. She said, oh, is it 10? I said, it's 10 o'clock. So we turn off the TV show we were watching. We turn on the news. And they start off with that story out of the gate. And... They're like, many of you saw this last night, a school gone wild, a total loss of control and chaos, rambunctious kids and has many. And so anyway, they just run the story and it was like bad from jump. It was just this tense tension. They reiterated the fight. They talked about how they can't get answers from the school board about what's wrong. And then they uh, had a parent on who was rather angry with 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 cause. Well, one of the parents of a student who was fighting and and uh, so they had that. And basically <laughs> they ran a sm like a smear campaign, basically like this school is jacked. This school is terrible. It was fear mongering. It was 
man, this is a hopeless situation. These people are in despair. There is no help. There is no hope. And then insert me one line saying, and they haven't even been in this environment long enough for the teachers to earn the trust and respect of the students. Boom, change. They go back. Hopefully something will change soon. And this is a horrible situation. You know, they finish up their story. And I'm not going to lie to you. Like, quite honestly, transparently, I was hurt. I was heartbroken. I'm not going to lie. I was heartbroken. Like, if you played my comment, even I get it. I get it. Hey, it's the news. She was just doing her job. They got their agenda. But that's the first time I've been played like that in a very, very long time. Like, I feel like I got played. Like, like I left my home, my place of comfort. After I've been out working all day, I came to meet you because I wanted to offer this community a glimmer of hope. And you take my words and you insert them into this piece to make people feel like there is no hope. And it just broke my heart because I'm like, that's not who I am. Then I'm thinking my heart sank again. Because I'm like, no, I haven't even met the principal yet. So now I know that all the people in this school are going to see this story. And what are they going to think? Oh, this guy who doesn't even know us is talking about we don't have the respect of our students. And I'm like, man, you're going to ruin my opportunity to come in and make a difference before I even get in there. And you knew what my heart was, but you knew it was never your intention to play anything positive. I don't know why I'm surprised because I've heard over and over and over and over again about the media and how they operate and how they function. And I'm like, why am I surprised? What did I expect? People don't want to see positivity. People don't want to see hope. Some people do, but not the masses. People that the positive post doesn't go viral. Her negative post of students stomping on each other and stomping on the teacher went viral overnight. So, oh man, I'm trying to calm myself down now because it just, every time I think about it, it just riles me up again. So, I'm like, okay, I can't go out like that. I got played. She sent me the link later that night and it took everything inside of me not to write her back and say, yo, I got, yo, you played me. Like, good one. Like, never again. Like, I, I wanted to, I wanted to not be nice. Now, I would never say anything like, out of character because that's not who I am but I would say some like real smart stuff to like but in a demeaning way condescending so that's kind of something that I have to work on but I didn't I didn't do it I didn't say anything and wake up the next morning get the boys where to go my wife could tell she started crying because she knew how excited I was she knew how much it meant to me to offer to be a glimmer of light and hope for the community all to have that shattered and taken and not only not be a light or hope, but to be on the other end, more of a cloud of darkness. So when people see my face, they're going to hear that's all they're going to hear my words echoing. And that's what I felt. So the next morning I wake up and I'm like, nah, I ain't going out like that. Like I got to get up to this school and I got to do what I can. I'm stopping, got some donuts, got some happy pills. Cause those can change things. Uh, go up to that middle school because I'm like, nah, I'm going to find a way to continue my path, my purpose, my mission. Show up. Kids everywhere, officers everywhere. I count six, seven officers just around the school, just extra alert, extra security. But the, the mood of the school is all right. Like the kids are in decent spirits. The parents that I see are in decent spirits. The administration are in decent spirits and they're just trying to do the best they can with the situation they inherited. So I come in and 
noticed the teacher that I recognized and rode her coattail in. She allowed me to come in. I was so grateful. I brought them donuts. I was like, here you are. I'm here to connect with someone about a program. And <laughs> the teacher said, I imagine it's going to be a lot of people trying to get in here now. I guess it's kind of like, yeah, we've been struggling. She didn't say this, but this is my interpretation. We've been struggling, but now here all y'all come because you see us on the TV. Now here you come. <laughs> And whatever it takes, I'm like, yeah, I'm here, though. And I, it was always my plan to be here, but I'm here now for sure. This situation definitely created urgency. And she said, okay, here's the principal secretary. I'd love for you guys to chat. I'll see when she can get to you. Long story short, it was a while. It was a little chaotic. They had a lot of things going on. And because the story had just broke on the news, there were all types of people there. There were people from the board. There was just people everywhere. So... I finally get a chance uh, to just kind of sit and I'm looking around and I know people notice my face on the news. I matter of fact, I even got a chance to meet the one particular teacher who specifically mentioned that of being afraid of going to work. And <laughs> he said, yeah, I think I saw you on the news. And I'm like, man, I know you did. What does that look like? And then I start feeling insecure. And then I start feeling anger and frustration because I started thinking, man, these people think I'm judging them and I'm here now to play savior like they aren't adequate enough to do their jobs. And that is not what I wanted to communicate. Then I start feeling sad. Then I start feeling overwhelmed. Then I start feeling anxious. And then I'm waiting and I wait and I wait and I wait 20 minutes and I wait and I wait 30 minutes and I wait and I wait. Finally, there's a window and principal secretary said okay tell me who you are this is what you do okay great uh she's like i don't want you to have to wait all day i don't know when the principal will have a window but if you write your information down i'll, I'll schedule a time for you to meet with them so i i gave her my information great i was like well while i'm here is there anything else i can do to serve i got some time i can volunteer and somewhere in that time frame the principal just happened to pop up and he's like hey all right what's up let's talk and we got a chance to chat and I got a chance to express my heart, got a chance to clarify what happened on the news. And then I got a chance to tell him what the program is and what I want to do. He said, that's great. I think this would be great. When can we start? I got a space. And it made my heart feel so joyful. And it just seemed like everybody's demeanor changed. The, the people who I was dealing with all around from the desk, the administration, it just felt different. And I share this story with you specifically for a few reasons. Um, number one, <laughs> it's incredibly important for all of us to be so, 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 so careful. The first thing that I thought about when that happened to me was, wow, one little piece of my words can shape people's entire opinion of me without knowing me. And then I thought, how many times do we do that? How many times do you see a person? Do you see one little piece of a person? Do you see one interaction of a person, one portion of a person's life and judge their entire being and character of one choice, off of one thing, off one little thing? You don't have the whole picture. You don't have the whole scope. You don't have you don't have it. But yet you judge. But yet you sit here and you belittle. You make a mockery. And if you're a person on this podcast that's listening to my voice, don't do that. I urge you, don't do that. Don't judge people you don't know. Seek to understand. Seek to figure out what a person connect to another human being. Because what you'll learn is that we go through some incredible things in this life. And what you'll learn is you have an opportunity to connect with another person. You have the opportunity to to just 
make another person's day. You have the opportunity to be a healing agent in a person's life. If you don't choose to judge them by one decision or one choice or one mistake, we're more than the mistakes we make. We're more than the individual areas of our different lives. So I wanted to share that if you're a person who's been judged, if you're a person that people right now have written off your character, have written off who you are, have just judged you and put you into this box to be a certain thing. And you know, you're more than this thing they're making you out to be, be encouraged. You know, in your heart who you truly are. And that's what matters most. Keep being you. Don't let people take you off your character. Don't let people shake you or cause you to be anything other than who you are. Do not allow it. Keep being you. Keep living. Keep being positive. Stay faithful and keep just keep digging. Keep moving. Keep pressing on and pressing forward, moving forward. You got to keep doing it right. That was the first thing I thought about as it pertains to this particular topic. And then the second thing, perseverance. I'm not going to lie. When I was sitting in that office with those donuts in my hand, waiting to talk to somebody, looking at the people, looking at me like, hmm. And I know that they weren't really judging me, but it's like they perceived that I was judging them because of what they saw on the news. And I don't blame them. And it just that was so heartbreaking for me. Oh, my goodness. But it made me want to quit. It made me want to give up. It made me want to stop. It made me want to get in my car, go home, take those donuts, throw them away and just not and just give up because that was what I felt in the moment. But I also knew that the mission was bigger than me. It was bigger than my ego. It was bigger than my pride. It was bigger. People's lives are on the line. People's hearts are on the line. And I came here for a reason. So I did not allow the discomfort of the situation to drive me off of what I knew that I was there to do. And how many of us right now in life? (laughs) This isn't funny, but I just felt like a preacher right then because I was about to say it as I come to my close. And coming down to the end to the end of this, but how many of us right now are going through something in our life? How many of us got big goals? We got major ambitions. We got something big we want to accomplish, somewhere huge we want to go, something we know we're tasked to do, something we're on earth to do. And we know it. We know what it takes. We know the steps. We're in the process. And then adversity hits. And then somebody comes along with a potential opportunity that looks good to offer you that avenue. And then everything falls apart underneath you. Maybe a business partner messes you up, turns their back on you, cuts the pulls the rug from under your feet. Maybe somebody you thought was all about it, all for it. That was for you. That was connected to you. Maybe them. Maybe they turn their back. Maybe they change their mind. Maybe they just threw a wrench in what you were trying to accomplish. Maybe you threw a wrench in what you were trying to accomplish. Maybe you fumbled the ball. You messed up. You made a major mistake. And now you're looking at a circumstance that's so uncomfortable, feels so terrible, and you don't know what to do. Well, I'm telling you right now, the thing that you got to do is just keep going. You got to just keep going. You got to keep moving forward. You got to keep pressing on. Don't allow any other human being, any temporary circumstance to stop you from moving forward into your mission and your purpose, because you are sent here on this earth to do and accomplish great things. And I'm telling you from experience, I'm about to get to go 
into this school and transform lives. I get to bring the love and light of Christ. I get to bring positivity. I get to bring life skills. I get to bring mentors into this situation and be the help that I knew God sent me to be. So what about you? What do you get to do? What opportunity is lying right in front of you, waiting on you, calling your name, waiting on you to step up, rise up, climb over that wall, that mountain that you carrying on your shoulders? Nah, you wasn't meant to carry it. You were only meant to climb that mountain. Climb it. Get to the top and keep going, keep growing. Why? Because you can. Because there's a life in front of you that you love to live, that you worked hard to build, that you don't need to let anything or anyone take from you or knock you off your path. It is time to live and love life. Why? Because you can. Vitalize.